0: Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Hey guys, we're using Poshmark and you should too. Do you have things that you don't wear anymore? Poshmark is seriously
1: the easiest way to make room in your closet, make some cash, and also snag a bargain. It's the coolest reseller with the best brands like Lululemon, Nike, Reformation, and Gucci for up to 70% off. DJ Khaled has a closet and Serena Williams... Download the app today. Enter Podcast 10 when you sign up for $10 off your first purchase on Poshmark.
2: Another day, another unknown. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever happens, Comcast Business will keep you ready with a network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary. All right, another live show coming to you. From uh, Appleton, Wisconsin, Kyle Dunnigan, always fantastic, especially with his Biden now. We'll do some blah, blah, blah. First, I'll tell you about BlindsGalore.com. For over 20 years, BlindsGalore. BlindsGalore.com has made it easy to get custom blind, shades, shutters, and draperies. Over 2 million windows covered. All hand-built from scratch. Created for your own window. Delivered right to your own door. And you can do it from home. Take the measurements. You uh, customize online and you see exactly how your blinds and shades are going to look on screens before you buy. So you can lay it all out, see what it all looks like. Get up to 15 free samples delivered to your door so you pick just the right color. Blinds galore, experts. Um, Customer care team, by the way can uh, help you
0: every step of the way, either online or on the phone. It's Blinds Galore, right, Dawson? Check out BlindsGalore.com today and order your free samples to get started. And make sure to let them know that we sent you. That's BlindsGalore.com.
2: Get ready, coming to podcast one. It's the Kelly Osborne and Jeff Beecher show. Oh my God! Do you
3: remember opening night when Mick Jagger crawled out on his hands and knees because someone turned on the smoke machine and that was broken, and the whole club almost got you evacuated? L- l-
4: over your accent, you are like, "Oh no, Mick Jagger." <laughs>
2: Continuing the Osborne tradition, host Kelly Osborne. There are
3: days where I wake up and I think that I'm wonderful and I love myself. Bringing a fresh dose of truth. And there are days that you wake
5: up and you feel like you're not good enough to even walk out of the door.
4: Joins best friend and Beecher's Madhouse creator, Jeff Beecher. For everyone that listens, you're never stopping fixing your head. It's a constant work. It's
2: just like exercising.
4: In a raw, real, and crazy, unforgettable podcast. The whole thing
5: for me with this was, you're so right, Jeff, was like, we had to fix our heads because we were both insane. Timmy was a hoarder. Do you know about this, Donnie? Yeah, I heard the story. They let him live in the Hard Rock, and he wouldn't stop eating off the room service plates outside the people's table. Oh, my God, that sh- Subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Live from Skyline Comedy Club in Appleton, Wisconsin, this is the Adam Carolla Show. Adam's guest today, Kyle Dunnigan, with Gina Grad on news, Paul Bryan on sound effects, plus a spirited round of the Rotten Tomatoes game. And now, here to show the Packers fans how the fudge is packed, Adam.
2: Get it on! Got to get it on. No choice, but get on. man. get on. Thank you guys for uh, joining us tonight. Uh, I'm enjoying your little town. Now, I know that sounds condescending, because I say little. <laughs> but actual little towns are pissed off that I'm calling Appleton a little town. So, taking the spirit which is intended I circumnavigated this uh, entire town today. I I walked all day. So, you know, the way these shows work is uh, yesterday... Yesterday we leave LAX at 8 a.m. We have a layover in Minneapolis for two hours. We get here. By the time we get here, drop the bags off in the hotel and then just come right to the venue. So you don't get to walk all over the place. But then Saturday is the day you get to walk all over the place and um, I should have just slept in and stayed <laughs> now, <laughs> no, I no I noticed things I'm from LA so I noticed a lot of things First off, um, in Appleton there's a trash can for every person <laughs> So LA we have one trash can for every 19,000 homeless people So our trash cans are just filled with diapers and syringes, and we don't empty them, and we don't even put them out because they just overflow every ten minutes. But you guys have tons of almost empty trash cans. Like, I would like... Next time I come to Appleton, I'm bringing garbage. I'm going to pack a duffel bag of garbage that I pick up in L.A. and just spread it around like Johnny Appleton's seed. See what I did there? <laughs> Tons of fucking trash cans here, which is which is good, because I walked uh, up and down uh, College Boulevard, I think it was, I passed one, Boulevard. every 10 feet. I also noticed certain things. I saw not one, but two outdoor pianos. Do you guys know you have outdoor pianos? I was uh, One guy was playing the outdoor piano, I was kind of thinking about it, like I was enjoying the guy, but I don't think he's good enough to play indoors. (laughs) I'd like to be his piano teacher and go like, Bob, you're good, but you're outdoor good. You're not really take it into the concert hall good. You're more push it out in front of the bank clock good. Also, when you're playing outdoors, no one goes, that guy fucking sucks, knock it off. It's all gravy when you're playing outdoors. Two outdoor pianos, which immediately, if that were in L.A., they would have been taken apart and used for weapons uh, immediately. Like, all that good piano wire and nobody's getting choked? Come on. Leaving money on the table. Saw a lot of biker dudes like a lot of non-helmeted biker dudes with stereos in their motorcycles, which is, uh, it's interesting. You don't see that in L.A. Like in L.A., a lot of cars with a lot of stereos blaring, but not a lot of motorcycles with stereos blaring. Two different demographics altogether. Let me be straightforward with you. The folks that are in the cars with the stereo blasting in L.A. look nothing like the 61-year-old Ted Nugent listening to or maybe 51 special like Molly Hatchet rocking bearded dudes with a Confederate flag do-rag that I saw out here today. The number one thing you see when you travel to towns like this, when you leave towns like Los Angeles, it's, you know, you, you know homeless. Yeah, you don't see the homeless in the garbage, garbage. Graffiti, fine. Don't see any graffiti. Like pianos, okay. Trash cans, got it. Biker guys with stereos, fine. The number one thing that jumps out at you when you come to small towns from Los Angeles you see Buicks. <laughs> Nobody in Los Angeles would fucking be caught dead in a Buick. You guys drive them like you're proud. Like, hey. some fucking 2004 Sunfire, bitch. <laughs> Just a little rust on the quarter panel. I know you wish you're... Sitting shotgun in this bad boy, seventeen hundred bucks on bring a trailer. That's right. You do not see Buicks any other place in the country except for Appleton, Wisconsin. I'm now a fucking obsessed with Buicks. I saw one Tesla and seventeen thousand Buicks since I've been in this town. Uh, yeah, My, we walked by a Tesla. Mike said, "Oh, it's just parked. It's not. Doesn't even run. Probably has no. Probably it's like styrofoam batteries." The guy just put it in front of his smoke shop to look cool, right? I, um, I had a funny thing. So whenever whenever we come to uh, the little towns or the towns in the Midwest, we're in the Midwest, are we not? We are. Yeah. yeah okay. Good. So. Well, so here's the thing. Uh, I'm from North Hollywood, you know, hardly the the Midwest, but I had my Hungarian grandfather, Laszlo Gorak, you know, and Laszlo made Hungarian food, you know. Laszlo made goulash and no kettle and schmetzel and sausage and dishes like sauerkraut with potatoes and sausage and just stick to your ribs, like good stuff. You don't get any fucking sauerkraut in Los Angeles. There's no goulash joint to hang out. It's all Indian and sushi and Mexican. It's like there is no stick-to-your-ribs kind of stuff. And so whenever we travel to a place like Appleton, and we, we go all over the country, but the first thing we do is like we've got to find a good Polish joint. We need a good German joint. We've got to get some schnitzel some Schnitzel and some no kettley and some spretzel and some sauerkraut and all stuff. We fucking scoured the internet looking for places to eat. Now there was a few. there was like OG House or whatever in uh, down down in the city, but everything opened at four. Four's a little late for us because we don't do dinner because we do two shows. We have to kind of eat it like two and then you know go you know take a nap and uh, do the shows you know. <laughs> So we were, we were lamenting this whole time, like we need a place we can get some German food. We want to get some brats in this town. We're going around and around and around. Everything opened too late. So we settled for this little out-of-the-way kind of mon-pa place called uh, P.F. Chang's. I fucking folded like a car table. This one. Fuck it. There's a P.F. Chang's at four miles from the hotel. We're gonna fucking go to P.F. Chang's. We went to P.F. Chang's. Um, I gotta say something. I have eaten at P.F. Chang's in Los Angeles a million times. Denver, Nashville. I've eaten at all the P.F. Changs. This P.F. Chang's was detuned for white people. <laughs> They fucking added flour and tamped that shit down. Nothing was zesty, nothing was hot. They sized up their crowd, a pink cheek, fat whitey, and went, Tone it down with the peppers just a little bit. We gotta white up this PF Changs. Like me, Mike, and Chris all ate the P.F. Changs and halfway into it, we all just kind of looked at each other and went, what the fuck's up with the P.F. Changs? Oh, they honkied that shit way down for you people because they didn't think you could handle the truth. So let it be known that your P.S. Changs has been culturally appropriated for you lazy white people who think zesty is a hate crime. (laughs) Oh, I'm telling you, go to other P.F. Changs. They ratchet that shit up because they think they're smarter over there. Also, we do that... I do that move whenever I eat Chinese food because they give you the chopsticks, right? You do that move, you're like... I'm going full chopstick. I'm going full chopstick all meal. And then at a certain point, you go, give me that shovel. (laughs) And you just fucking (laughs) lower the plate in front of your face and start shoveling all the food in your mouth. And every time I think about it, I'm like, why are the fucking Chinese so thin and we're so fat eating the same Chinese food? And then I realize, oh, we got a spork and they have a stick. Very limiting, calorically. All right. Um, should we uh, bring in Brian and Gina and Kyle Dunnigan? Did we... Uh, oh, sorry. Sylvester Stallone is with us. Hi, Gina. Hi, Brian. Sylvester?
3: Hey, yo. Hey, hey. hey. What's up, my man? How you doing? Hey. Hi, Sly. I'm in Florida. Uh,
2: yeah. What? I moved. Oh, you moved to Florida? Did you know I moved? No, I didn't know you moved. I moved to Florida. That's right. (laughs) What are are you doing in Florida? Well, we're we're, we're in Appleton, Wisconsin. Oh, the the nutmeg state.
3: It's live free or die, I believe, is their slogan. Yes?
2: No, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think it's live free or die here. It's the it's the badger state, right? You guys have badgers. Badgers,
3: yeah, that sounds ridiculous. You
2: no, know, they are badgering. I like that badger is an animal, and it's also something you can do to a witness. <laughs> <laughs> it's got yes. a lot of range. You know what I mean? You, you can't, can't shepherd a witness. Yeah, you can't sheep a witness. You can't uh, platypus a witness. <laughs> You can't what if op- you actually badger a witness?
4: Like, you clawed at them, you scratched
2: them, you clawed their eyes out. Until they I, got the truth. Yeah, you can't octopi a witness, but you can certainly badger them. So, you uh, can
3: donkey punch.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> a witness.
2: What do you got coming up, Sly? You doing a, another Rocky? Uh, no,
3: I just, uh, as you can see, I lost a little muscle mass. Yeah. Because I'm uh, preparing for... Uh, Rambo movie is a Rambo HIV
2: blood, and uh, Rambo gets the AIDS. So, oh, Rambo gets AIDS in your movie? Yeah, it's a comedy. Oh, it's a comedy. Yeah, we switched it up, you know. So you're gonna kids? Is this is this a new script? This feels dated. This script about Rambo getting AIDS.
3: No, no, this is no. The other one was a different type of AIDS. It was the uncurable. This is the funnier AIDS. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> you know, the pill AIDS. Yeah. The A D
1: T, the cocktail. Yeah, the
2: this, is, this is uh, funny AIDS. Uh, funny AIDS. Gina, bald, you guys in the uh, studio there?
1: We are. That's we're right. right here. You want to do a Marco Polo? Oh, We should
2: yeah as our as our uh, yeah we'll check uh, we'll check and see how our, our delay is so um uh, yeah what, what is
3: with this internet connection you got you guys should upgrade to the broadband you know it's like twenty bucks more
2: yeah we're we're trying to upgrade I'm trying to find a place to stand where i don't I don't block you all right, so uh we'll see how the uh we'll see how the delay is with a quick round of Marco Polo, you ready? All right, Marco. Yeah. Polo. No. Oh. Is it that long, really? Is it bad?
1: Oh, Sly. man. you tell us?
2: <laughs> Sly, you say polo when you hear me say Marco, okay?
3: Yo, polo.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, but you gotta, I gotta say <laughs> Marco first. You just
3: did, polo.
2: <laughs> right, but it's a game. It's a children's game.
3: Hello. Yeah, no. How about I say Marco? Why you always gotta say Marco all the time?
2: <laughs> all right, I, I don't wanna upset you. I'll, I'll just say Marco, and when you hear this it. This delay is
3: killing the humor here. This delay is, is killing the comedy timing of the situation, you know?
2: Okay, we'll try it. Marco. <laughs>
3: We only hear, we only heard Mar. Hear
2: oh That's no. That's how bad this is. Jesus goddamn Christ. Now we wait until Adam hears. Alright, we had some we had some difficulty. See you later, Adam. <clears throat> we had difficulty uh, last night trying to get our internet connection down. I don't know. Oh Chris was sitting right there last time. I guess he's gone. Alright, Should we try it? How's it feel up there, Chris? You feel good? Yeah, I, th- I think we're going to work with this. All right, I think we can work with it. You want to play some, uh, what do we want to play? Rotten Tomatoes game? Yes, sir. <clears throat> All right, let's, play the, let's hey. play the Rotten Tomatoes game.
3: Listen to that a Let's play a Rotten Tomatoes. Tomato only one thing, and you can't see it. Mean, and the game
5: makes their picks. If it's rotten or fresh If they're it guessing it exactly We'll get a bonus fight It's the Rotten Tomatoes game You know how we do it Give me the
4: Rotten Tomatoes game Now it's time to play
2: it If the internet goes
0: to Alright, I'm going to try to jump this delay here
2: i got another 45 minutes on P.F. Changs I can do.
1: If it goes kaput, we just have to declare Stallone the winner.
3: All right. Do I still not get paid?
2: Yeah, no, you're still (laughs) going to get paid, Rocky. (laughs) All right. All right.
0: This weekend is Mother's Day. And in past years, the Rotten Tomatoes game has featured rounds about movies with good moms and movies with bad moms. And then it occurred to us, grandmothers are mothers too. So this week, in honor of our parents' parents, let's discuss movies that feature grandmas. I think it's fair to say that Betty White is really America's grandma. She celebrated her 99th birthday in January and has nearly 100 film and TV credits to her name since turning 70. Her most scene-stealing role is in a romantic comedy starring Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds, where she plays Bullock's mischievous, rapping, male stripper-loving Grammy. From 2009, The Proposal.
2: Oh, man, back when she was a kid at 88. <laughs> is it, uh, am I bad for not wanting her to make it to 100? I just I just don't That's yes all. okay all right the proposal oh boy Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock and uh, Sly you ever work with Ryan Reynolds
3: no I, I never work with handsome men it's one of my policies
2: Oh, okay you uh,
3: <laughs> wait ten seconds and you will hear my joke response.
2: <laughs> Yeah, we, we got it no it's working Yeah,
3: (laughs) Much faster than I appear. Believe me.
2: (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's see. Can't be fresh. Feel like it's rotten. But it's like two lovable, uh, affable, attractive stars. Um, I feel like it's in the low 40s. I'm going 40. Mm. Wait. I'm going to adjust. 47. 47.
4: I like Ryan Reynolds. I've never seen this. That's a bad sign. So I went 22.
1: Oh, Ooh, low. I'm with you. Ace man. I said 42.
3: Sly. You know, I've never seen this movie because I do not have a vagina. But, uh, I'll tell you that, uh, Sandra Bullock has a great fault. ass. I'll tell you that right now. Oh. I'm going to give this a, uh,
2: Twenty-six.
0: Twenty-six. Yeah. The proposal is rotten at
2: forty-four percent. All right. All right. Hey. Hold. Uh, oh, hold on, Sly. Yeah. Uh, I know you're friends with Joe Biden. Is he anywhere nearby?
3: Oh uh, yeah. Hold on one second. Let me let me get him here. Hold on
2: one second. All right. The
4: yeah, delay right. might work better with Biden.
2: <laughs> hey, man. Hey, hey, Joe. How are you, buddy?
3: Hey, this this, this delay better not make me look slow, man.
2: <clears throat> you know how to play the Rotten Tomatoes game?
3: Yes. Hmm. Yeah. First, I want to I want to announce my new uh, slogan for America. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna announce it on your show. You ready? Yeah. Make America great again.
1: I kind of feel like that's where little Ben there done
2: that.
3: It's my new slogan, man. Pick people up. Get back on track.
2: Wait a minute. Wait. Wasn't that Trump's slogan? Huh? (laughs) That was Trump's slogan. Come on. Let's play block, block, block. Play block,
3: block, block, man.
2: Okay. All right. We'll we'll try it. Go ahead, Dawson.
0: A gaggle of grandmothers are featured in our next film about what happens when the fountain of youth is discovered at a retirement home. The all-star cast features Hollywood legends like Donna Amici, Jack Guilford, Maureen Stapleton, and Jessica Tandy, all who must choose between dying on Earth with their families or living an eternal life on an alien planet. From 1985,
2: Cocoon. Mmm. Cocoon. All right. Are you guys like me? And I guess you're not. But I never read the name Don Amici. All I ever heard was Don Amici, which made his first name Donna and his last name Michi. I got the feel the female equivalent, which was P is Zadora. I never heard it as Pia Zadora, and no one ever did that. No one ever went starring Pia Zadora, and no one ever goes starring Don Amici. There's another famous Don with an A. He's Get Smart. His name is Don Adams, and everyone pauses after Don, so they go Get Smart stars Don Adams. But Cocoon stars Donna Michi. My fucking kids love this riff. They love it. Timely. Papa, do the Donna Michi riff again. People say Donna Michi. All right, sorry. All right, uh, all right. Next, so, do the
1: Sid Cherise one.
2: Yes, yeah, Sid Cherise. Okay. So, shall we? Uh, all right, Cocoon. People like Cocoon. Cocoon. This was well, well received. I remember when it came out. It was a hit. I think people found it inspiring. I'm going to say 83.
1: That's
4: exactly what I had, 83.
1: 83. I had 85. I had 85 and I crossed it out. By the way, fun fact, did you know Wilford Brimley was 27 in this movie?
2: I know. People don't know that. He's only 41 now.
1: Uh, I went, that's true. I went a little lower, 75.
2: President Biden. Uh,
3: cocoon, man. It's a, that's the epic tale of a caterpillar on his way to be a butterfly. Uh, I saw a film when I was 72 years old. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a 72, man.
2: 72. Dawson.
0: Yeah. Cocoon is fresh at seventy nine percent.
2: Wow, close game, close game. Uh, President Biden, did you see Cocoon in the in the theaters back in the day?
3: I heard some of those words. <laughs> <laughs> did you? I see... believe you. Cocoon. Oh, no. <laughs> Best Biden ever.
2: Black, Tell me your
3: nickel to get in. And it was a buck and a quarter for a sniffing talk. <laughs> was that your question?
2: Yeah, that answered it. Couldn't hear it. No, it's good. All right. Five hey. tomatoes. How's uh How's Hunter doing? How's that situation going? I know there's some issues with his laptop. Uh, Foxes all over. Yeah,
3: he keeps losing laptops, man. Yeah, it's not his fault. You know, he goes to China. These China guys he keep taking his laptops, man. So we uh, put, uh, put tracking devices on those things. You know, make sure that they're secure. Because we put our nuclear codes on those... On Hunter's laptops. <laughs> All
2: right. Keep going,
3: Dawson. It's fun to hear laughter 15 minutes after I finished talking.
0: All right. It's strange to think of Jamie Lee Curtis as a grandmother, especially in her iconic role as Halloween's Laurie Strode, who's been chased by Michael Myers in five different films over the years. But in the latest Halloween remake from 2018, the killer is after all three generations of strode women, including Lori, her daughter, and her granddaughter, making her a grandmother, surprisingly co-written by comedian Danny McBride. From 2018, Halloween. Oh, Oh, Halloween.
2: So is this like the 25th episode or... Version of Halloween. I saw this. uh, Ooh, this uh, Halloween brings back a good memory. I saw Halloween in the movie theater in North Hollywood when I was like 15, the original one. Remember the original one had all those jump scares in it? It was like kind of the original jump scare kind of movie pop up, and I had this uh, crush. ...on this blonde girl who lived up the street from me... ...and um, here's how old I am. Her first name was Phyllis. (laughs) I had a crush on a 16-year-old named Phyllis. (laughs) That makes me old about now. But... ...Phyllis was sitting next to me at the UA Theater... In North Hollywood, that was the first multiplex I'd ever been to. So that was like the first time that we had the El Portal Theater and like the Lorraine Theater and all these, the Guild, all these separate theaters. But this is the first time there were six movie theaters in one place, which was mind-blowing to me when I was 15. Like, you mean there's six movies playing at the same fucking time all <laughs> under the same roof? Like, shit. So I was sitting next to Phyllis, and we were watching the original Halloween, and there was a jump cut. It was like a jump scare when... Uh, Halloween guy, Freddy, or whatever his name was, Jason, Mike Myers, Mike Myers. What did we had, we had Jason, Fred, and Mike. The fuck kind of scary names are those? Are <laughs> three? They're scariest... trying to sell you insurance. Yeah, the three scariest names of my childhood were Mike, Fred, and Jason. <laughs> Jesus Christ! With no, no room for an Oliver in there. Lucifer yeah so he jumped up Mike Myers like popped up from behind the sofa the entire audience went, did the whole jump scare like ah! and Phyllis farted <laughs> and when she farted I realized I was that much closer to fucking her I was like yeah you're not so high and mighty are you Miss Cheerleader with blonde hair Maybe the loser with the Jufro down the street has a fucking chance now because you're human. I heard you fart. (coughs) Didn't work. I had one of the most embarrassing moments of my adolescence with uh, Phyllis Because uh, her older brother John and I were friends, and I used to come down the street and hang out with John, but I really kind of liked Phyllis, you know? And, you know, that big deal when you're in the 10th grade, and like she's in the 11th grade, and she's a cheerleader, and you're nobody, and it's like such a big deal. And they had this house in North Hollywood, it's just an old shitty house, but it was during the winter, and they had the fire going in the fireplace and i was sitting there on a rocking chair in front of the fireplace and phyllis came into the room saw me on the rocking chair and sat down on my lap in front of the fireplace and i was like going out of my mind one of those you know 15 year old sweatpants boner <laughs> moments you know and we were like rocking on this rocking chair in front of the fire at night. And I was like, oh my God, what do I do? What do I do? She's sitting on my lap. And like, John was in the next room. And at some point, she got up and she's like, I'm going to get something to drink. And she got up and she walked out of the room. And I got up out of the rocking chair, and I was like trying to get my boner pushed down, and I was like <laughs> smelling my armpits and shit. Like I was like, "Oh fuck, what do I do? Get gotta get the boner down. Gotta whiff the armpit. Like I oh, got you know, licking my hand and trying to press my hair down and shit. Like I, I want to get like a carnation and put it on my lapel. And I was like, "Oh," and I was, and, and at some point, I was like standing six feet away from the rocking chair like looking in the mirror trying to fix my hair and stuff and because it was an old house with wooden floors I heard her walking down the hall like I heard the creak, creak, like she's coming and as soon as I heard her coming down the hall I was like oh shit and I dove back into the rocking chair like I jumped back into the rocking chair and then just assumed this position where I was like oh oh you're back oh I didn't know you were even gone like what, what went on over here And I dove into the rocking chair and she like came back and she sat on my lap and John, her brother, burst out of the other room. And he was screaming at the top of his lungs. You should have seen him. He had a boner. He was running in a circle. He was trying to fix his hair. I saw the whole thing. And as soon as he heard you, he dove back into the chair. He dove and he was pushing his dick down. He was trying to fix his hair. And I was like sitting in the rocking chair going, I don't know about that. So fucking humiliated. What movie was this? Halloween? <laughs> Are they even here anymore, Chris? Did they fall off? All right, or we're trans? back, guys. Oh, we're back. All right. I'm, I'm, oh, oh, this is the last Halloween then, right? They don't like this. I'm going to say 41. Oh. 41. Yeah, I'm playing
4: from behind a lo- little bit already, so I went contrarian. I think Halloween is good. I went 61. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: F. I started at 53. I went to 54. I settled on 48.
3: This, guy, this guy's a bad murderer. Generations go by, and they don't. He didn't even kill the first lady. I like, uh, I like Halloween because you know the kids come over and they get they, they ask for a trick or treat and they. And you say trick and you just, they come Come sit on my lap. So I, don't like, I don't like the movie making Halloween bad. So I'm going to give it a 12.
0: Halloween is certified fresh. No! Yes! At 79%. Oh! No!
2: Just blew Dang. myself out of the water with that.
3: We missed the end of your boner rocking chair story.
2: <laughs> happen Hey, Joe, how's the, did you just, huh? a, did you just get a cat in the White House as well?
3: Yeah, I we got a bunch of cats, man. What gives? What's your problem, pal?
2: <laughs> no, I'm what, not. What, oh,
3: all right. What it, man. Come on. I'll sway you.
2: <laughs> no, I'm not, I, I'm not trying to start a fight, Joe. Just, Kick your
3: ass, man. Come on. <laughs>
2: no, i I'm just saying, I thought you got a cat. Hey,
3: quit the sassafras then, man. Yeah, cats.
1: Whatever.
2: He might challenge you to a push-up concert. Yeah, I don't push-ups, in you. Listen, I don't want you to whoop my ass like Corn Pop. I'm just saying.
3: Yeah, you and Corn Pop we're sitting in a grave together. Your bones rotting together over the millennia. Joe,
2: please. <laughs> so, Joe, I'm just saying, you got a dog and now you have a cat, Right.
3: Yeah, it's the same thing, man. It's a fluffy tail. Same diff.
2: Hey, can I say this? Everyone rescues dogs. Nobody ever rescues cats. Where don't do we don't need it. We don't need it? now. Okay. Or yeah. need a independent okay. creature. Dog
3: needs you. Dog, dog needs you to come up there and put him on the hand, give him some love. Put some food there in the dish. Cat will go out and find his own. <laughs>
2: Well, all right, we're heading into the championship rounds, Dawson.
0: All right, director M. Night Shyamalan stepped into the found footage Ooh. genre with our next film. Mm. Two kids say goodbye to their parents and travel to the charming countryside to meet their maternal grandparents for the very first time. All seems well, until the siblings start to notice increasingly strange behavior from grandma and grandpa. It's eventually, they Bring a shocking secret that may prevent them from ever getting home again. From 2015, The Visit. Oh.
1: I meant I, to see this.
0: <clears throat> I didn't even see it.
2: Same. I didn't know about it. Uh, Joe Biden, did you see The Visit? No, but I've, I've done, you know, I've had visits. I know the gist
3: of it, man. What of it?
2: No, I'm not They're trying very to... very angry tonight.
3: Why, Why are you getting all
2: like that? No, I'm just asking if you saw the movie. You're on your show here. (laughs) All right. So, uh, I was with this chick who farted when I saw this movie, right? (laughs) Let me tell you a story. I was way back when I was uh, 49 and a half. Um, All right. I have... No goddamn idea if this is good. I don't know. Like, there used to be... I've, I've always said... And maybe, Brian... Brian, has M. Night Shyamalan made a comeback?
4: He almost made a comeback with... Um, what was the one uh, with uh, James McAvoy? Then he fell back off a cliff with Glass. So, he's 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 back to being back at zero.
2: All right. He's back at zero. All right. All uh, right. Zero idea about uh, this movie. Don't know what the critics thought. Just gonna go 50% because I have no idea.
4: Yeah, I like M.H. Holland's movies for the most part, but I didn't even bother seeing this and no one told me I should, so I'm worth 33.
1: Maybe Gina. I jumped the gun on 48 last time, so I'm gonna try it this time. 48.
3: Uh, I think I did see this actually. Uh, the grandma puts the kids in the oven. In the oh, trailer. Hansel and Gretel?
1: Yeah. Hansel I like, and Gretel.
3: Uh, I like that. I'm, I'm like shoveling a ding-dong guy. I'm going to give him a 92.
0: Oh,
5: my. Wow.
0: The visit is fresh.
5: Oh. No, this is terrible.
0: At 68%.
2: Wow. Wow. We got a close-ish game here, people. I think it's going to be decided by this last one.
0: And finally... A 35-year-old video game tester is evicted from his house after his roommate spends their rent money on hookers. With nowhere else to go, he moves in with his grandma and her oversexed, over-medicated roommates. Doris Roberts, best known for her role as Ray Romano's mom on Everybody Loves Raymond, plays Grandma Lily in 2006's Grandma's Boy. Ooh. Oh. These all
2: these movies should be called I Didn't piss off Adam Sandler. So we could make this movie. All right. This is a piece of shit that doesn't deserve a good score. We are very close in this game. I do not know it's the kind of thing that could literally be a zero, but it might add a couple of laughs in it. I'm going to go
4: 13%. Yeah, that last one hurt me a lot, so I had to be bold. Zero.
2: Zero, says Brian.
1: I think I was too generous at 17
2: uh, I'm going to go zero,
3: too. This doesn't deserve any tomatoes. Zero. Tomatoes. Grandma's boy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Grandma's boy is rotten. At 16%. Oh, yes. Gina. Yes. Gina,
2: so close.
0: <laughs> wow, close game. Uh, Congratulations, President Biden on, 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 on oh, the highest score of the round. Alright.
2: Hey, Chris, like yeah. text Dawson or something and
4: I, I have the scores here. I can I can do it, but it just uh yeah, the, the the internet in the whole building has gone down. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing. So we're yeah we're really running. All right. Well, here. we
2: tried to check in early today, but it all got all <laughs> fucked up. All right. So Chris, you read you read the scores.
4: All right. President Biden, fourth place, one hundred thirty-two points. In third place with ninety-five points, Bald Brian.
2: Bad outing for Ball. You rarely see that.
4: And so I'll just I'll announce the first place winner with 58 points. Gina Grad for the win. Adam Corolla second place
2: with 66 points. She nipped me by eight points.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
2: Oh, now Gina's. So
1: many people to thank. Oh wait, just me.
2: Gina's back. All right. Big win for uh, Gina. Tell uh, tell Dawson to take the rest of the night off. Quick break. And let me tell you about our friends over at Liquid IV. Well, when you push your body, you can feel run down. It's important to get proper vitamins and nutrients. I do not travel without my Liquid IV. Um, This we, you know late at the club, maybe been drinking a little too much, uh, time zones, early morning, airport runs, got to have that liquid IV. They have the hydration multiplier plus immune support. Maintain and strengthen your immune system. Um, again, it, I do not leave without this stuff in my travel bag, and I do it before I work out at home too. Cutting edge blend of vitamin C, zinc, and Wellmune in convenient single serving packets to help strengthen your immune system powered by cellular transport technology to enhance rapid absorption of water and nutrients two to three times more hydration than just water alone
0: liquid iv right dawson get your liquid iv's hydration multiplier plus immune support in bulk at costco or order online and get 25 percent off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code Adam at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code Adam at liquidiv.com. And now back to the show. All right, should we try to do some news
2: with Gina Grant? If it doesn't, I'll just pull up uh, ball pullers. Do it that way.
1: Oh, why not?
3: All right, let's do it. Let's read The great news with Gina Grant. Yeah. Give me the news with Grad, news with Gina Grad, breaking viral weird crime, protest politics. Give me news with Gina Grad, stuff they saw on TMZ, Joe Biden, Kamala. Big news with Gina,
0: Gina Grad. 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 The news with Gina Grad.
1: Well, let's start with some very, very big news right out of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. A woman in Wisconsin decided to stand up for the Cheeseheads and file a federal lawsuit against the Bagel Bites Company. Caitlin Huber filed the lawsuit against Kraft Heinz, which argues that the pizza snacks do not contain any real mozzarella or tomato sauce, despite its packaging saying it does. It even has the word real dairy seal on the box. Despite the ingredients which clearly list mozzarella and tomato sauce, Huber says it is not acceptable to reasonable Wisconsin consumers.
4: I don't know what the word Yeah.
2: Is. You guys, this whole town hates Aaron Rodgers. That's that much I know. Cuz <laughs> we we got picked up by an Uber driver to take us to P.F. Chang's today, and that guy was rip shit about Aaron (laughs) Rodgers. Los Angeles does not work like Minneapolis or Wisconsin or Appleton, Wisconsin, or any of these, these cities. If you jumped into any Uber anywhere in Los Angeles and you're like, what's up with Jared Goff? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the whole point. <laughs> They'd be like, "Who? What the fuck are you talking about?" Like, what? tell me about Vince Ferragamo or Pat Hayden. <laughs> that's a deep cut. <laughs> tell me about Jim Everett. All right, that's North. That 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 that's Rams trivia. The the point is is, you stop. Every single Uber driver in this town, they all have a strong opinion about the quarterback of the team. You do that in Los Angeles, they have no fucking idea who the quarterback is. Is it uh, Matt uh, Stafford? They fucking have no idea who Matt Stafford is. The point is, is this guy was pissed. Evidently, there's some underground network of Uber drivers where they all get the scuttlebutt from all the other Uber drivers. And one of his Uber driver's pals told him that Aaron Rodgers jumped into his Uber and told the guy right when he jumped into the Uber, we're not going to talk about football and you'll get no tip. And then he's like, I hate this guy. Jesus. Then I told our Uber driver, "Well, don't worry. Only one of those things is true for us." <laughs> we shall talk football. <laughs> that I can promise you. So, um, Bagel Bites is uh, upset. The morbidly obese in Wisconsin. All right, not you guys. <laughs> Yeah, we had some uh, cheese curd backstage, by the way. Oh, is it cheese curd? Cheese right, Cheese look. curds. Yeah, look, look. First and when off, you when
1: you bite into them, they squeak a little bit.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, it was good. But I will say the same thing to you, uh, Wisconsinites, as I tell my Mexican brethren. When it comes to churros Like I know a fucking donut When I see one That's just a You took our donuts And you straighten it out I'm Italian We have mozzarella sticks You fucking took mozzarella sticks And you cubed them up And now you made your own fucking Food group bullshit You took our sticks And you made them into a block You're not visionaries or pioneers You're fucking rip off artists that's what the Chinese do. They take our intellectual property. They, they dunk them in red sauce. In ranch. Oh, you guys, you guys do it in ranch. I do, I do love that. I do love the well, ranch. Adam. Yes.
1: Adam, you know the joke. How do you get a Midwestern girl to suck your dick?
2: Yeah. Douse it in, dip ranch. in ranch. Dip it in ranch.
3: There's other ways too, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of ways. <laughs> a lot of ways. Ranch. <laughs> Put everything in a ranch. All right. I, how? L- let me. Let me just say this. Like my kids grew up dipping everything into ranch. I do not think we can devise ways to make ourselves fatter these days because when I was a kid (laughs) eating pizza was enough. You didn't dip pizza into ranch. How many years away are we of pouring a bowl of Lucky Charms and then just filling it with ranch? Seven oh, years, nine years, like what are we? Because we're, we're on the precipice of replacing milk with ranch.
1: And this is coming from the man who used to put apple juice
2: in his granola cereal. I did that because my fucking hippie commie mom thought it was healthy. But I love her dearly, like Mother's Day's coming up. So awesome. It's awesome being in Wisconsin. Not because Wisconsin's good. Because when you tell your mom, I can't do Mother's Day, I'm in Wisconsin. When you tell anyone, I'm in Wisconsin, they never go, Liar, show me a picture. All they do is they go, Sorry, man. Hope you make it back in one piece. Like, nobody. Well, no, but I'm sorry. You say you're in Wisconsin. No one asks any further questions. Really? What are you doing in Wisconsin? No. they Immediately you get a pass. Like, all right, you're in Wisconsin. All right, I'll see you next Mother's Day. No one has any follow-up Wisconsin questions. Just, I hope you get out. Sorry. See you next year. Got a lot of mileage just telling people, i eh, sorry, I can't do anything. I'm in Wisconsin. People know you don't come to Wisconsin volitionally. They know you're forced to come to Wisconsin. Well, not you guys. <laughs> but I'm from L.A., you know what I mean? No one from L.A. goes, man, I wish I, I want to get away to Wisconsin. <laughs> they go, I got to go to Wisconsin, I got to do a fucking thing, and then I'm coming back. I was just out at Snap-on like nine months ago. You guys know where Snap-on is? Milwaukee, That's right. All right. It's nice there. But I didn't go there because I wanted to go there. I went there to get fucking paid. People understand there's a contact. Listen, when you're from L.A. and you go, I can't be there for Mother's Day. I got to go to, I'm in Maui. No one goes, Maui? What the fuck's in Maui? You go, Wisconsin. They go, okay, sorry. My condolences. Come back in one piece. Say hi to the guy with no helmet riding the fucking hog with the stereo. Oh, you're going to Wisconsin? I got some trash. (laughs) Take some trash with you. I got a lot of empty receptacles over there. Sorry, Gina. Can you hear me? Oh, you're back. I sure can. We're back. Sorry. I hope the internet
3: internet went out. I just had a major stroke, man.
2: (laughs) Sorry, Joey. All right. Joey, well, uh, hold on. I heard that story where you covered like one point five million miles on Amtrak. Is that is that true? Yeah,
3: that's right. You went from west West Coast to East Coast, from yeah. Alabama to Utah. You. But I think the coast just... of Alabama to the coast of Utah all
2: on a train. Wait, <laughs> you just you were. I thought you were going from uh, D- D.C. to Delaware, like back and forth.
3: Oh, oh, that's <laughs> Yeah,
2: Yeah, I know that too. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry, Gina.
3: Lot no of problem.
1: Know. Yeah. Well, the Bagel Bites people probably don't need this, but the American <laughs> Society of Plastic Surgeons released data that showed that there were big drops in cosmetic procedures due to COVID last year, but... Their findings found that despite the drop, procedures like Botox and fillers remain popular. But here we go. Seems the biggest increase in cosmetic surgery in the last year was... Butt lifts. Butt lifts. Apparently working from home, spending... Yeah, spending so much time. It's thought
4: it was something Zoom related.
1: No, because people are getting, and I don't know if this is what they call it in the medical journal, pancake butt. So they're getting butt lifts and butt implants from sitting so much.
2: I've seen waffle butt. <laughs> well, I've never seen pancake butt. How do you... What do you... I'm... I'm, I'm um, tits. Tits. What's that, Joe? Joey?
3: I, I just said, I've ever seen crepe tits. It was funnier... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I'd rather date a chick with pancake butt than crepe tits. <laughs> I, I agree. That's a good right. point.
3: Teach us all, my friend.
2: Yeah. Now listen, I have a situation Ge-ge-zo. called falafel balls... <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to put hot syrup on that, man. it'll
3: reduce the swelling.
1: A little tahini. Yeah. yeah.
2: Some tahini sauce. Let's see if I can work up some tahini. All right, let's do one more, Gina, before uh, we pull some balls up here. Speaking of falafel.
1: You got it. So everybody remembers Octomom, yes?
2: Mm-hmm. Nadia Sulman.
1: Yep. She is so superhero. over. Yeah, a superhero. <laughs> A woman in Africa has likely set the new Guinness World Record. She's 25-year-old Halima Cease. She gave birth to five girls and four boys. She and her husband were shocked. Because Nanomom. They, yeah, because they only expected seven. Cease gave birth by C-section, about 10 weeks premature. Uh, the previous record was Octomom. She had eight children, but uh, she's over now. Now it's mom.
2: I have a new rule. Joe Biden, I don't know if you're down with this, but if I ever become president, if I find out that you're going to give birth to more than six children, you must give birth in a basket.
1: Oh. Like
2: a
3: litter? I love that. I'm going to, let me get a pen. I'm going to write this down. <laughs> we're we're going to do an executive order. We'll call it a, a litter. litter. Jesus litter. Christ. You go eight nipples implanted.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of plastic surgery, she's probably going to need a little bit of that panis uh, tightened up. As, uh oh yeah. So how many kids altogether? Nine. Nine.
1: Nine. Five girls, four boys.
3: Let's say you create a asshole. You know, okay. the vagina and the anus connect oh,
1: after a too
3: many. Hole. After too many bursts, man. That's a fact. Scientific. I,
1: mean, I, th- I think it's called nepesiotomy, but I like vasthole.
3: Yes. Technical term. Yeah. One giant vasthole.
2: That's what Mom's got. <laughs> huh? We still on? She, yeah. She had nine kids. Yeah. yeah. Her next kid's going to be called the designated hitter. That's good. Oh, you guys got that pretty quick. This one, must be a brewer's thing. All right, Gina, let's bring it home. Sorry, the
0: connection is bad.
1: You got it. I'm Gina Grad, and that's the news.
2: Gina Gina,
0: that was the news with Gina Grad.
2: <laughs> Internet,
0: kind of oh, make America
3: joke. great again. Let's do this, man. Let's All do right. it.
2: Well, let me take a second to tell you about our friends over at apartments.com apartments.com with the most rental listings anywhere. There is no wrong way to find your right place on apartments.com. You could smear your phone screen with peanut butter and let your furry roommate lick their way to a new pet friendly place. That's how easy apartments.com is or use a tablet like a Ouija board and call up your late Nana apartments.com even offers virtual tours. So you can explore your potential place from anywhere with an internet connection bar on a bad first date tandem bike on the beach, wherever from tried and true methods to virtually enhanced techniques. You'll discover that special somewhere on apartments.com the most popular place, to find a place, and now back to the show. Thank you, uh, thank you, Kyle and Gina and Ball. Should we pull? Oh, Max Pat, I didn't bring my stupid card with the the ball puller's name up here. Why don't you just yeah, yell it? Yeah, into I'll, the I'll the bring microphone. Christy's card over. Uh, you just yell it into the mic. Who who is the ball puller tonight?
4: Christy to the
2: stage. I'll, Christy I'll bring her to the stage. Christy to the stage. So, you know, my apologies. We had this shitty internet last night, and then Chris came here early today, and he tried to tech the whole thing in, and he said we was going good, and now the internet's all fucked up again. Have a seat, uh, Chrissy. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll get your card. Pull, sorry, pull pull your chair up to the mic. Get into the microphone. Let me pull it up there. You smell good. Oops. Thanks. I don't know how to, I don't know why this thing doesn't tighten up. Does it tighten up? I got no fucking, I got no grip. We'll, we'll get it. Is it good? Yeah, sure. Oh, is the mic on? This is a fucking disaster. Thank you. <laughs> the mic, I, it's all wrapped around everything. And I, I, I've done so many shows where you like grab the microphone and they're like, oh yeah, we stapled the cord down eight feet in front. It's like, eh, no. all right, you got it, Chrissy? I got it. All right. Chrissy, tell us what you do.
5: I uh, run a bed at breakfast and Airbnbs for all the racers at Road America, which we're trying to get you to. Oh, right. Yay! Road
2: America.
5: <laughs> yeah. Do that in the summer. And then I go down to Naples and save pit bulls and pigs at my farm.
2: Yeah. Um, Naples is nice. I was just in Naples. It's a, it's a beautiful place. Um, and you save pit bulls. Why do pit bulls need so much saving?
5: Because uh, of, let's say, you call it the demographics, see them more as a commodity than a family pet.
2: Oh, okay, Jews. I get it. <laughs> the Jews, they get a dog, they think they want it for security. Jews do a lot of dog fighting. Oh, well, sorry. They do some cockfighting, mostly dog fighting. A lot of Jews in Naples. And then when they're done fighting the dogs or the cocks, they just kind of throw them out you know, so I get it, I know you didn't want to talk about uh, what could possibly be your people you have the hair of a Jewish woman, I don't know if in fact you're Jewish, but you do have Jew hair, but that's alright I got a Jew fro we could have a child with the ultimate Jew hair are you even Jewish? German all right, so the, I'm not even Jewish either. I just have a Jew fro, you have Jew hair. We could fool the world with our offspring. Oh, okay, I'm well, I just got that. a little lighter in here. <laughs> So, uh, you half the year you're here, you're running, uh, was it Road America, did you say? Yeah. And Open, you, Open. You're doing the uh, Airbnb and the B&B and all that for all the racers to come down and do all the vintage racing at Road America. At It's a four-mile track?
5: Four miles, yeah.
2: Four-mile is a is a huge track. So, let me just give you some uh, perspective. You got uh, Willow Springs is like point. Five or six miles, and they got Laguna Seca is a beautiful track, but it's like two point two, whatever. And then there's Road Atlanta, which is like two point seven or something in that number. These Road Atlanta is a big track, but four miles is huge, and um, I do I don't think I could memorize that track. I like a nice little, you know, go kart track. <laughs> That I could remember, even if I've been drunk. But Road uh, Road America, and then so people come out. They do vintage racing, and they do. Yeah,
5: we have IndyCar and have NASCAR Indy. this year. Oh, you
2: have NASCAR yeah, this year. A big That's deal. exciting. Nothing better than NASCAR on a road track, right? Because like doing the oval is great, but they all just pop it in fourth or fifth or whatever, and they're just kind of flat the whole time meaning the accelerator's down the whole time. But when they're on the road track, they got to downshift and mow through the gears and everything. That's that's exciting. Sure. <laughs> you don't like it? You like indie? What do you like?
5: I, I actually love watching the... Well, imps is cool, but I love watching um, the motorcycles, actually. Oh, that's, the that's motorcycles. That's, that's a that's whole right. level of uh, balls.
2: Oh, the motorcycles. That's the, That's the craziest sport of all. The guy's dragging the knees, going through those going through that track. Probably I don't know what is a motorcycle lap at Road America versus a NASCAR lap in a in time.
5: I would say early twos. Early two two, two minutes, yeah.
2: On a motorcycle? Yeah. And then what's a NASCAR? What's a Indy car?
5: Ooh. It's probably about there, to like two eleven, I think, like something
2: like that. So but they're huh. but the motorcycles probably get around that four mile track faster than yeah. Yeah, I think
5: a shifter cart once had the record.
2: A shifter <laughs> cart, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go karts go karts are always for some reason the fastest because they don't. There's no weight to them. It's just on the ground. As a matter of fact, there's kind of an interesting cart story, which. Uh, was told to me by Tony Canaan, I think the um, indie driver. So he's Brazilian. I don't know. I'm old, but the point is, is Tony Canaan <laughs> is a is a indie driver, right? And he tells the story of when he was a young child. Ayrton Senna. You've all seen the Doc Senna, right? Fabulous, fabulous F1 driver. Senna had a go-kart track at his home in Brazil. And every year he would invite the top young, like teenage cart drivers, like go-kart drivers, to come to his home and do a race on his home track at his home, like once a year. I don't know if it was a charity thing or what it was. And then Ayrton Senna would participate too. And Tony Canaan, when he was like 13 beat Ayrton senna on his home kart track but i said yeah but tony when you're 13 and you're racing against a full grown man in go-karting weight is such an issue cuz the carts have you know 21 horsepower or something and if you get into the cart and you're 30 pounds heavier than the teenage kid who's doing it then you have a serious disadvantage. So, you know, you may have beaten the great Ayrton Senna in a go-kart, but you are probably giving away 25, 30 pounds, and you had that advantage. And Tony Kanaan said Ayrton added weight to every go-kart. So he was so fucking competitive that he was inviting 12-year-olds to his ranch to race go-karts for charity. And he's like, we're putting some sandbags in this shit because I got to make this shit even because you're not going to beat me. And Tony Kanaan beat him. But now Tony was driving go-karts 24-7 and Ayrton was driving F1 cars at the time. And that's probably what happened. All right, you want to pull a ball there, Christy? Were you friends with Paul Newman?
5: I was we used to stay with them after the Long Beach Grand Prix every year.
2: You'd stay with them at the long after the Long Beach yeah. Grand Prix? Yeah, every year. So they resort. So the uh, the Long Beach Grand Prix every year would come out. They did F1 one year, I think maybe more than Indy. one year, but they did yeah, Indy cars 80, 84. And <clears throat> they'd come out, they'd have a Trans Am race over there. So I owned some of those cars that Newman would drive at Long Beach and Long Beach Is awesome. I've driven there, I think, five times in the Toyota Grand Prix Celebrity Race. But it's just concrete barriers everywhere. But it's still fun. It's like a street track, and you would hang out with Paul.
5: Yeah, and I used to
2: date Willie T. Ribs. You used to date Willie T. Ribs? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you little pit whore, you! I love <laughs> Willie. I love Paul. Never met Paul. What What do you do? Do you have the greatest dad in the world? How did this happen?
5: <laughs> we, My grandmother started Road America, and then she had a resort in Elkhart Lake, and it was a big racer's bar. And so that's oh. how you got to meet everybody in the 70s and 80s when it was wild, before it got really corporate and all about sponsorship and stuff. Wow. Yeah. All,
2: all
5: right. Things. Pull the ball.
2: Let's all see what right, we I got.
5: got. Let's see. It says... Oh, my gosh. Budissi? Budissi? B-U-D-I-S-S-Y. Budissi.
2: Budissi. Yeah. What is Budissi? It's the New from Fabergé. Budissi. I can see the commercial now. I got my uh, smoking jacket slung over my shoulder, my bow tie undone. Budissie. The Budissie is, I'm sorry, butt, pussy, and dick? Is that, is that correct? I'm an atheist and I'm offended by this question. First off, what did you think the chances I was going to know what Budissie was? You think I was gonna be like, oh yeah, Badici. This- oh yeah, it's butt anal dick. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, me and my son were chatting about that before I left. I, I walked in his room, I said, it smells like Badici in here. And he looked at me, he said, You ain't taint wrong, boy. What is wrong with us? This is, I, you know who I blame for all of this kind of uh, vulgarity? I blame Southwest Airlines. <laughs> we lived in a culture that was, you'd put a suit on to fly, you'd say, uh, after you. Wasn't a bunch of Karens throwing down at a Walmart because one of them wasn't wearing a mask. No one would ever dream back in the show. Back in the day, you went to a nightclub do you think if uh, Tony Bennett was performing in the 50s, someone would yell out and he'd go like, all right, I'll take a request. How about Budissi Nights? No one would have ever done that. Men pulled chairs out. Uh, w- w- it, like they threw coats down into water puddles so women wouldn't get their feet wet. Nobody sit around and talked about Budissi or twerking. Maybe twerking is what... uh, what, I'm going to blame Southwest Airlines and twerking for the (laughs) destruction of our American culture. I'm not going to dignify this Boudissi with an answer that goes on for any longer than 18 more minutes. (laughs) So it's butt, dick, pussy? Is that... Is that, is that what it is? I'm trying to think of the order here. But All right, dick. Okay, pussy. It is weird that uh, everything kind of has its own scent. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird that we, your ears smell different than your mouth. then smells different than your ass. It smells different than your armpits. It smells different than your ball sack. The only real thing that doesn't come with a smell, is elbows and dicks. You think your dick smells like something, but your dick just smells like where it was at. <laughs> your dick doesn't have a natural smell. Your armpits and ball sack has a smell. Your dick only smells like where it's been. Ball sack, you can never tell where a ball sack's been. It just smells like ball sack. A dick, you can go, where you been, dick? Because I'm smelling you. A dick can be corrupted by pussy or ball sack. It just depends where it's been. As a matter of fact, a dick is like, you know, B-minus student just there to do the work. And the ball sack is like the F student who's a bad influence. And when the dick sits too close to the ball sack, it ends up getting some of the ball sack stink on it, which lowers its GPA, but it really just caught up with the wrong crowd. You know those stories like sometimes when you get called to the principal's office and like, look, your son's, he's basically a good guy. He's just running with the ball sacks. You don't want to run with the ball sacks. What ball sack, what has the most um, distinct smell? Armpit, breath, ball sack, asshole. I think assholes, everyone can agree on, is bad. Then there's that weird sort of nether taint region. Then there's the weird toe jam thing. Like, what are all these scents? coming from, I don't, uh, I don't get it. I don't feel like animals have this kind of range. Like my dog, oh, we took his ball sack. <laughs> it's kind of funny. We took my dog's ball sack away, but he's not really holding it against us. If I lived with people that removed my ball sack, I'd be in a shitty mood all the time. Every single morning, if you removed my ball sack and I came down for breakfast and you're like, how do you want your eggs? I don't know. Why don't you fucking think I'm up with something? Or just remove the fucking yolk like you did my ball sack. I would hold it against you. I come down in the morning. My dog's like, "Hey, man, still sack free for the last seven years. Still loving you, bro." It's weird, and and they trust us too. Like if you if you took me somewhere, how old are dogs when they get uh, neutered? What is that? Six months, six six eight months? Yeah. So that's. That's when we had. I got a 110-pound black lab named Phil, and we had his ballsack taken off. They take it off. What do they do? They cut it out, remove it, put uh, styrofoam peanuts in there. What do we? Do they remove it? Do they? They slice it. They take it. All right. So here's what I'm saying. All right. So here's a concept. <laughs> Here's how trusting, loving, and forgiving Phil is. Because when Phil was seven months old, I said, uh, Hey, Phil, why don't you jump in the car? And Phil's like, Where are we going? I ah, Don't worry about it. Maybe the park. <laughs> Maybe we're cutting your balls off. Who can tell? See which way the wind blows us we took Phil into a place and they surgically removed his nutsack and then he came home but now every time I say to Phil hey hop in the car again he's like awesome where are we going (laughs) if you took me out to get my nutsack cut off and then like three weeks later, like hey back in the car again like not so fucking fast I got questions this time I like my dick okay So where are we heading exactly? I wouldn't be like, yeah, I'll be in the back seat. Open the window. (laughs) You cut my ball sack off. I got fucking questions before I climb in that minivan again. That's for goddamn sure. Feels such a loving soul. It's like, all right, where do we go? I got, what I do? Got another ball sack? We're going to remove my anus? Where are we going this time? Pull a tooth, cut my dick off, clip an ear, Whatever. As long as I get to hang my head out of the window, it's worth it. What is the right speed for the dog and the head out the window? Because I think it's like 33 miles an hour. Because uh, my dog will sit in the back seat. He's not that interested in the head hang. But once we get moving it a little bit, he's like, all right, now i got to get some air in these jowls. And he hangs his head out. But once you get on the freeway, it's like too much air. Back it off. I'm going back in now. If you guys, can we produce, what is it, 2021? Can we produce an automobile that I can drive at highway speeds and one of my kids can roll the window down in the back and it doesn't sound like some fucking... Like I'm, I, I feel like I'm at NASA being tested in a fucking gyro to be an astronaut. It's like somebody took a fucking toilet plunger and put it on the side of my head and said, "Hold your nose!" and just fucking rammed it in and out. Like my eye, my ears are bleeding. It's 2021 can we make a fucking vehicle where we can roll a window down without the fucking percussion sounding like I'm leaning into a cannon and then I have to offset it by roll either they got to roll their window up or you got to roll your window down what's with the acoustics who designs automobiles here what the fuck is going on do you ever have that happen one back window down seven inches and all of a sudden there's blood coming out of both my ears We need some fucking canards or or mackaducks or something on the side. I'm going deep into the car world. Anyway, Phil's a trusting soul. He's probably... uh, (laughs) I got a Guatemalan nanny named Olga. She's sweet. but She loves the fucking... uh, Guatemalan women, they call it like it is. You know what I mean? And she doesn't... My dog, Phil, hates my daughter, but loves my son. Because my daughter's like... She turned into the, one of those teenage chicks. And she's like, um, I'm going to go down the Black Lives Matter rally and fuck Phil. And he's smelly and he sheds. And I don't want him in my room. And he stinks. And Phil sleeps with my son every, every night. And my nanny will literally do this. So Phil... We'll just lay down in front of the kitchen. He's 110 pounds, guts all spilled out. He's got no ball sack, <laughs> thanks to me. He just lays there. And Olga will go, all right, watch this. And then she'll look at Phil and she'll go, she'll yell my daughter's name outright. She'll go, Phil, where's Natalia? Where's Natalia? And Phil's just like, <laughs> Phil just like lift his leg and fart and go back down again. Like, <clears throat> Jowls, like, and then he'll go, Phil, where's Sonny? Where's Sonny? And Phil, like, hops up like this and is like, where the fuck is that boy? And it makes me laugh, but I think if you're my uh, Guatemalan nanny, you're not supposed to drive home the fact that my dog hates my daughter <laughs> and loves the boy. All right, should we pull another less vulgar ball there, Christy? Taint. Taint. It's taint? I was making a fucking joke. I haven't even read it yet. What's wrong with you people? I was making a joke based on the acronym we had for the cock and balls. I come pull something like ascot or bouquet or, uh, uh, or or 401k or something. You know something. Jesus. Um, Chris
5: Lick?
2: Chris Lick? Chis, chislick. Chris, what is chis-lick. this? Chis-lick. What is chislick? Delicious chunks of meat. Sorry, delicious chunks of meat. You talking about a fucking kebab? It's a kebab. There's no stick? How do you cook the chislicks? You grill it or you fry it. Okay, it's a little inside meat baseball here, but I'll try. I love, uh, I love the the fact that we never stop inventing ways to eat animals. We're like, we got steaks, we got chicken. And then we're like, yeah, but we need uh, wings. Why don't we start killing them when they're little and we can eat wings? And then we're like, oh, yeah, we can eat veal. Yeah, that's right. We should eat baby cows as well. And then some genius came up with drumettes. Like hey, we can eat miniature chickens, and we can do drumettes, and then we came up with jerky, and then we came up with meat sticks, and now we got chislicks, and now we have which is really a glorified kebab let's let's be honest, and you guys don't have middle Eastern food out here, do you no yeah, you're not really it it's 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 really just kind of it is kind of. It, it, it is kind of Midwest food, like it's it's hearty food with a really shitty attitude attached to it. <laughs> like the guys who work at the kebab places are the most angry human beings I've ever met. I'll tell you two two stories that'll lead me from Chislic to uh, kebab. Famous? Am I saying it right? Chislic. Chislic. Again, we have kebabs. You know, when you cube up meat and you grill it, we, we call it a kebab. Okay, so you don't have your own take on a taco, right? Do you? Oh, yeah, no, it's a corn tortilla bent in half with the, with the ground beef and cheese in it. We call it something ever. Something, all right, sorry. All right, we could pull another ball. Or, by the way, I've done this show all over the country, worst ball session ever. You guys, when people say to me, hey Adam, what's the worst ball session? Appleton, Wisconsin, fucking hands down. We got butt cracks and kebabs, that's all we got. Go other places. You get Gavin Newsom and road construction and gas prices and all the good stuff, but not Appleton. A bunch of fucking words I've never heard of before put together. I was, I will tell you how, I haven't told this story in a long time. Uh, I'll tell you how uh, angry the uh, Middle Eastern folks who run the kebab places are in Los Angeles there's first there is the uh, Zanku Chicken the Zanku Chicken place has the shawarma you guys don't know what fucking shawarma is hey that's my made up word bitch how's it feel now feel lost feel stupid searching for a thesaurus shawarma bitch turn around is fair play you have no fucking idea what shawarma is oh look it up Oh, feel insecure? Feel rudderless? Feel out of control? Because I laid a word on you and you never heard it before and you think I'm making it up and now you feel fucking stupid? Shwarma. Shwarma, bitch. It's a real thing. Oh, you don't know swarma? Oh, you haven't lived till you've had shwarma. Oh, you think it's sliced beef and lamb and chicken? It's not. It's totally different. It's sliced chicken, lamb and beef, bitch. It's shwarma. You want to go here? I'll keep going. I'll get in tahini and couscous. Tandoori, don't fucking make me laugh. I get that shit at the airport, bitch. There's something called shawarma. It's a delicacy where I'm from. shawarma I didn't know this was going to become that confrontational I got to be I got to be honest with you There's something called shawarma Shawarma is the Middle Eastern delicacy where they uh, take uh thinly sliced pieces of chicken and they put them on like a vertical spit with that weird cooking Heating element, oven thing behind it there. And then they do stacks of beef and lamb, and they stack it up, and they put it on that vertical spit, and it goes around, and it gets cooked, and they shave it off with an electric knife. And it's awesome, right? They'll give you some pita bread and some uh, falafel and all that other shit. So I would go into the Zanku chicken. The Zankoo Chicken in Van Nuys, California. I would go into the Zanku Chicken and for 6.99 I would get the shawarma plate, but I would break it up. I would go 50-50 chicken, 50-50 lamb and beef. Give me a couple of swipes on the lamb and beef. Give me a couple of swipes on the chicken and drop it onto the tray. And that's what I would order every single time I went to the Zanku Chicken in Van Nuys, California. But one time I went there and I said to the little bitch behind the counter, give me the 50-50 shawarma plate. And she said, we don't do that. And I said, I know you do that because that's what I order every time I come here. And she goes, nah, we don't do that. And I said, yes, you do, because that's what I order. And she goes, "No." Nah. And then she does this move. A lot of businesses do this move. If you do this in your business, please either fix it or kill yourself. She goes, everybody wants it that way. And I'm like, oh, everybody wants the fucking 50-50 shawarma plate, the exact same price for the chicken and or the beef, and you can't fucking do it? If everyone is asking for it, then do it, bitch. And she's like, no. And then I go, okay, go get your manager, she who wears too much mascara for a 17-year-old. It's a Middle Eastern thing. I was thinking that. I didn't say it, but you could see it in my face. And then she goes, my manager's not here. And then I go, well, then who's going to know if we go 50-50 with the shawarma plate? And then she goes, I'll know. And I'm like, what's going to happen? You're going to go to a party? You're going to get drunk? You're going to start running your mouth? And then word on the street will get out that you satisfied a customer? It's like, everyone wants it. We're not going to do it. I was like, oh, okay. Well, as long as we're going down this road, why don't you fucking board the place up and get up on the roof with a shotgun and really end this nuisance of people showing up and wanting things. She goes, uh, well, we're not going to do it. And I said, you know what? I know it's a million miles from here and I know there's L.A. traffic and I know I'm starving but there is a Zanku chicken in downtown Los Angeles. And I will go back in my fucking truck and I will drive from Van Nuys hour and a half to fucking L.A. and I will go to the other Zanku chicken and I will order a 50-50 shawarma plate and I will get satisfaction. And she said, knock yourself out, you old fuck. And I said, I will. And I fucking stormed out of the place and I got my Isuzu Trooper with pride and I took off and an hour and 20 minutes later I walked into the Zanku chicken in Los Angeles and I said uh, give me a 50-50 shawarma plate and the guy's like you want the Pepsi with that? and I was like fuck but I did it because I had a little something called dignity and time back then And my other story about how evil many of these uh, proprietors of the kebab places are in Los Angeles was another place called Al-Wazir Kebab. It was in Hollywood, and uh, I used to live up the hill in Hollywood. And I went to uh, Al-Wazir in Hollywood one night coming home, I think we taped Loveline MTV or something like that I was going home and I went to Al Wazir and I said, uh, give me the kebab give me the steak kebab and he said uh, yeah, okay that's $6 uh, and I said, uh, okay uh, well I got a credit card, and he said, the minimum charge on a credit card is $10 and I said, okay well, just charge me $10 for the kebabs. He's like, "No." <laughs> I said, "Hold on. I don't I, I think you're misunderstanding. What what are the six What the kebabs cost? 6.99. And what's the minimum for the credit card? $10." I go, oh, "Okay, just just charge me $10 for the kebabs. I'm I'm in a rush. I don't have cash." No. I go, listen, I'm not asking for you to charge the credit card $6.99 for the kebabs. Charge $10 for the credit cards and then give me the kebabs. And he's like, no. <laughs> and then he looks past my shoulder he's like, next, who's next? I said, wait a minute. You're not going to take the extra fucking $4 for the kebabs? No. It's $10. It's a $10 minimum. The kebabs are 4 The kebabs are $6.99. No. No deal. The white woman behind me, the, the white woman behind me taps me on the shoulder and she goes, Get the baklava. Add the baklava to the kebabs. The baklava is $399. If you add the keba- the baklava, then you'll be at ten dollars and we get the fuck out of here. And I was like, I'm not going to fucking add the baklava. I don't want baklava. I want to give him $10 for a $6 item. Now take my fucking $10. And he's like, no, now leave. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on with you people? And I fucking turned around and left. And that's why we got to keep the troops in Iraq. All right. Christy, thanks for coming out tonight and uh, pulling pulling balls. Sorry about the scatological theme of the ball pulling. Tonight, sorry about the technical difficulties, but uh, I think we weathered the storm and had a good time. So, until next time, it's Adam Crow for Ball Brian and Gina Grant, and Kyle Dunnigan and Christy, I don't know if the fuck what her last name is, saying... Mahalo! Thanks, you guys.
0: Follow the Adam Carolla Show on Twitter at Adam Carolla Show. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Carolla. You can leave us a voicemail at 888-634-1744. Check out Gina Grad with Teresa Strasser on the podcast Easy Listening and Paul Bryan on the podcast The Film Vault. And Kyle Dunnigan at YouTube.com slash Kyle Dunnigan with new live shows every week. For tickets to see The Ace Man, books, movies, and more, go to adamcarolla.com.
2: Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting. You want to save some money? How about you bundle? Bundle your policies. At GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle the homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you've got so much to do already. Go to GEICO.com. Get a quote. See just how much you could save at GEICO. That is GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Another day. Another unknown. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever happens, Comcast Business will keep you ready with a network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. Comcast Business. Powering possibilities.
1: Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary.